0: Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as-is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good.
1: Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard, loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing. Don't you know we're Bible chicks?
0: Hi, I'm Carol Brewer, and I'm so glad you could join us for another Bible Chicks broadcast. Today, our special guest, Jennifer Strickland, has a very unique story. She's a wife, mother, and a former world famous supermodel. Let's just say tall and gorgeous. Jennifer walked the runway for Giorgio Omani, modeled for Olay, Converse, Mercedes-Benz, Eddie Bauer, and Jordache. And you've probably seen her in a lot of magazines, including Vogue, Glamour, Cosmopolitan, and Seventeen. Jennifer even appeared in Europe for the 35th anniversary of the Barbie doll. You guessed it. Jennifer was the model for Barbie for that event. And I can tell you, you are going to be blessed as Jennifer shares her redemption story with us. She has a precious heart for the Lord. And so to start, I've chosen a wonderful Bible passage about being clothed in the beauty of the Lord. Just listen as I sing for you Isaiah 61 10.
1: of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. God, for He has clothed me with garments of salvation, and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. I delight.
0: What a beautiful wardrobe the Lord provides us. Putting on His garments means that we truly dress for success. And no one knows better about God's garments of salvation than my special guest, Jennifer Strickland.
2: Welcome, Jennifer, to Bible Chicks. Thank you so much, Carol. We finally did it. We've been talking about doing this interview forever. Well, we have. And, you
0: know, it's in God's perfect timing, so we're here and... So excited to hear your story. Besides being this prolific author and speaker, you get to be a stay-at-home mom. So what are your days at home like, just in general?
2: Uh, I get up early. Um, I try to get up first or right after my husband. I spend time with the Lord. I get in the kitchen, and I cook breakfast for the five of us, although I typically don't eat and I have to be real quick about it. Um, But I try to get everybody at the table by 7 a.m. for a good breakfast. And then I take two kids to school. My husband takes the one, we have a six year old and two teenagers. So we have three different schools to deliver everybody. (laughs) Wow. And, And yeah, and then, you know, the days are chopped up. It depends if it's writing, It's a writing season for me, or a speaking season, or a fundraising uh, season, so I divide up my days pretty carefully and try to end by Mm -hmm. 2.30, so that I can be available to pick up everyone from school, and practices, and family, and dinner, and all that.
0: Mm -hmm. And so I hope you sleep well at night. It sounds like you put in such a full day that that should be pretty easy.
2: When I'm writing a book, I will stay up all night.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, my Girl Perfect Study Guide Bible study that I wrote, the Girl Perfect Study Guide, Mm -hmm. is flying off the shelves right now. I don't know why it all of a sudden is. It's crazy. We have so many groups around the country doing that. That one, I would stay up all night and take the kids to school in the morning, and the Lord would reveal His amazing truths in His scriptures to me in the night. While everybody slept. The kids were young. They were little. Early elementary school when I wrote that Bible study.
0: So Well, and that and that Girl Perfect book that you're talking about talks about your past, your history. And you know, you began modeling at age eight. So tell us about that and then what happened from age seventeen to when you were twenty two.
2: Okay. Uh, I started modeling when I was a little girl. I was uh, just a little pretty blonde girl that everyone thought was cute. I was very photogenic. I was not athletic. So athletics were not a huge draw for me because I wasn't successful at them. I wasn't a good athlete really. Mm. I wasn't tra- either. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. enjoyed back and running. Um, and I started modeling up in Hollywood at 15, 16, 17, signed a contract. I was six foot tall by the time I graduated from high school, had an academic scholarship up at USC, the School of Journalism. So I was going to school, good grades. Um, got this modeling contract. The first thing they do is send girls to live in Europe to see if they can you know, sink or swim in the European market of the modeling world to fill your portfolio with examples of your works. Finally did their runway for Giorgio Armani. Uh, and the 1995 shows uh, season finale, and I ended up in Milan, where I where I vied for the Armani shows. That's where I began struggling with anorexia. You know, and recreational drug use had been part of my life at that point for about five years. Um, I was very skeletal, very thin. Um, that was
0: a requirement, wasn't it?
2: It was an absolute requirement. the these-
0: ballerinas, too. I've you know.
2: It was the only entry to that stage mm-hmm. for me to you know, deny my body's hunger and become skeletal mm-hmm. and therefore sick because then I didn't menstruate, then I had problems with hormone, hormonal acne, uh, stomach problems, digestive problems, skin problems, hair problems. And so when that happened, Carol... I had been a little girl with a dream to become a model, and I grew up doing JCPenney fashion shows in the mall with my mom, and it was all very cute and pretty. So you
0: got into full-time modeling in your late teens. What happened then?
2: I worked with very um, recognizable clientele. You know, did TV commercials for Oil of Olay, Mercedes Benz, a lot,
0: Jennifer, and we, and I remember seeing you certainly because you okay. were just out there everywhere. You know, okay. a supermodel.
2: Well, not really. I was a working model. Carol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, working model and there was consistent work for girls like me that were blonde blue-eyed and looked good for especially the German catalogs and I was making a lot of money as a 17 18 year old girl I mean fifteen hundred dollars a day in the beginning three thousand thirty five hundred dollars a day to model for catalogs mm-hmm. I mean money is very easy for a young girl The bottom line is, that is there is an insidious nature to the modeling industry and there is this veil and I saw behind the curtain and I saw the hunger for approval that the girls went through. I saw the bulimia, I saw the drugs, um, I saw the selling of ourselves and the money involved and um, the sexual exploits of a lot of the, uh, photographers and men in the business, uh, with young girls, getting them to take their clothes off over in Europe. And especially in Athens, Greece, which I lived in Athens for a summer, girls were getting drugged. Um, I myself was drugged. Uh, left for dead on the sidewalk. I talk about all those stories in my book, Girl Perfect. Yes. Um, it was, they, they wanted us to take our clothes off. There was so much involved. So
0: when you, you hit bottom,
2: you know, and you found the Lord, how did
0: you find the Lord?
2: <laughs> well, okay. Uh, a series of angels. Um, it began, I think with a prayer, it probably began with people who were praying for me that I didn't really know. But I met a girl in Siena, Italy after I had had um, an attack, uh, sexual assault. I had experienced a sexual assault and with people I trusted in the business. And I went away for a period of time. And I lost everything. I got everything stolen from me. And I uh, was checked into a little hostel. I did have my money and my portfolio and my makeup and all of that, my backpack, but everything else had been stolen, including my diaries. And I was broken out with bad acne and I was sick and not well. And I met a girl uh, in a piazza in a little hill town uh, outside of Florence uh, called Siena. And she told me about Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I didn't receive him at the time, but there are chapels everywhere in Europe. Every, they're on every corner. And this girl brought me up to a little chapel. Well, we, were, we went walking, and there's a chapel on the corner. She said, do you want to go in? She prayed for me. And I will never forget. We, uh, the, it felt like weagle, eagle's wings came over my back. And, I mean, I was cold. I was sick. I had very bad stomach problems, skin problems, dark circles under my eyes. She asked me um, if anyone had touched me and if anyone had hurt me, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, there were so many, I laughed. I laughed about how many people had touched me.
0: Jennifer, we're so grateful for your transparency and your servant's heart to to share this painful story with us, but how God is using you now and how you found the freedom. We're going to listen a little bit more, uh, a lot more right after our break. See what how God has used your experience and making such a difference in the world today. And so we're going to be right back after the break with Jennifer Strickland. <laughs> Don't miss her story, The Good News. I'm Carol Brewer, and we'll be right back with Jennifer Strickland. Attention event planners. Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful, life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com. Welcome back to Bible Chicks. I'm Carol Brewer, visiting with our very special guest, Jennifer Strickland. And Jennifer, you've been telling us about your past and how you came to the Lord. Let's continue that compelling conversation.
2: Well, I was in a dark place, you know, and I met a girl and she told me about Jesus and, you know, I sort of... Left that as on the back burner, I moved over to Germany and began, uh, I had been living in Italy, moved up to Germany to do some catalog work up there. And I, uh, went for a walk in a park one day and I met some people who were handing out Bibles in the park Mm. and in Munich uh, down by the River Izar, and I met them, and they were really special people. They had a brilliance about them and a kindness, and they brought me to church and eventually got me a Good News Bible, and I began reading the Word and seeing how much God loved me, and yes, and I left. I left the modeling industry immediately.
0: You know, had that freedom from that actually bondage, wasn't it, and you, you became free as a new daughter of the king.
2: I did, I did, and I became free to, you know, find God's dream for me, and you know, eventually had a family, and um, I married to a wonderful man who's mm-hmm. always um, I call him the cowboy, <laughs> um, and he's always in, in, encouraged me to pursue my dreams and to write and speak and you know do things like this be on the radio and I've done a lot of speaking over the last um 10 years since I started telling my story uh in schools and churches and retreats and prisons and um and I love what I do now I love to inspire Mm -hmm. Women to find their value in Christ. That's really the linchpin for, for, it was for me, and I believe for many women, all of us, is yes. to fix- what we look like in His eyes first, yeah. and then go from there.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you touch on in your books, you've written seven books and Bible studies since 2008. You've been busy. That's the all night you were saying. You stay up all night sometimes to write these books. It's amazing, you're just your passion to share what God is laying on your heart and what you're learning through His Word. So, let's touch on some of the points that you offer in your teaching, and one is on beauty. What can you tell us about beauty?
2: Well, 1 Peter 3.3 3 says that your beauty doesn't come from outward adornment, such as the wearing of, you know, the way you wear your hair, or fine jewelry or clothes, but it is that of the inner self. Mm-hmm. It's the gentle and quiet spirit, which is the most powerful. Yes. Insight. And that's the spirit that we need to tap into. And that's the Spirit that gives us the great beauty that we all long for, the love, the joy, the kindness, the patience. I think we all know that beauty is really interior qualities, and those qualities, you know, make us beautiful.
0: Right, and you know, you see someone that knows the Lord, and there's actually a Holy Spirit glow about that person, isn't there? When you see, I'm thinking I'm um, back of Johnny Erickson Tata when I've worked with her, and uh, you know, quadriplegic in her wheelchair. But when she's about doing God's work, she just glows, and yeah. and it's beautiful. And you glow, Jennifer. I've seen you minister too at Christian Women and Media Association, and you glow. And that's just when we empty ourselves of us and are filled with God's presence. He just puts that on us, doesn't he? He clothes us with that beauty. That cannot be uh, created through makeup and hair, and those things are temporary. And they're wonderful, and they look great, and we love to dress up, don't we? We love to do that, but yeah. it, it's not eternal. It doesn't have that eternal value.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Psalm fifty, verse two says that that God is perfect in beauty, mm-hmm. um, and his but his son, he you know, was not. An extremely handsome um, person for his day is what Isaiah says.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that Jesus Himself was average looking, but He had a He had perfect beauty because of His perfect love.
0: <laughs> yes. You can imagine being in the physical presence when he was walking the earth and oh, touching uh, healing and uh, giving women, especially women, their sense of value and worth. Let's talk more about value.
2: Well, that is what Jesus did, you Mm -hmm. know, and he said the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, you know, looking for a fine pearl. And when he finds one of great value, he goes and sells all that he has to buy her. Um, you know, and he is looking through the world for his pearl. You know, when a merchant looks for a pearl, he, where is he looking? He's looking in the heart of darkness. He's looking in the bottom of the sea at a little tiny pearl that It's been clammed up, shut up and at the bottom of the sea. And that is the way I was when Jesus found me and called me a pearl is I was all mucked over with all this grime and all this yuck and pain. And I was very clammed up. I never talked about how I felt. Um, And I, I I was in total darkness when he called out the, the value in me and, that's what he does for us. And he did it for the bleeding woman, and he did it for the woman of Luke 7, and he does it for the woman who anoints him with the oil, and the woman at the well. And it's again and again and again, it's the undercurrent of the Gospels.
0: It is. Yeah. And a beautiful pearl, Jennifer, you know, is created out of pain. I mean, that piece of sand is an irritation in the uh, oyster, you know, where they and they do that with cultured pearls. They just Put that piece in there to irritate it, and then the pearl is created with, um, you know, just overlapping of this matter or this uh, material that that the oyster creates, and it just wraps and wraps and wraps till it creates a little ball, a protective ball that that is, uh, you know, takes away the pain. And isn't that amazing that God? talks about or Jesus talked about a pearl and that we are a pearl but it is a pearl is created out of pain.
2: That's right. And he says I when I find one of great value.
0: Mm-hmm. So yes. that's
2: hurting girl out there in the world. He says I will sell everything I have to buy it. Well, what That's what God did on the cross. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. sold everything He had to buy us. He had one thing. You know, what do I really have in my life? I, I, You know, I have my books, Carol, and I have my story and all those things. But what do I really have? I have my relationships. I have my marriage and my children and my family and my friendships and the women of the kingdom, the Esther generation that I'm connected to. I have relationships. And God had one relationship. One and he sold one, he sold everything he had, which was one son to buy us, yes, and, and to receive that upon ourselves. And you know, you opened this show with this garments of you know, princess garments and the robe, you know, the robe of salvation is a robe of worth and of value. And it says, I was worth Jesus dying for me, me messed up me, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: messy, crazy, scatterbrained, funny, you know, whatever me, my crazy life. Not that I've done everything right, but because he died for me. Yes, it's all about Him. It is, and it's our identity. Our
0: identity is in Him. That's why we have not worrying about self-esteem, but Christ-esteem. It's all about Him.
2: Yes, and the identity... You know, finding your identity in Him—that is—that is the the subject of my book, Beautiful Lies, mm-hmm. the Bible study that goes with it, and the whole video series and curriculum kit. That Beautiful Lies Bible study, um, and also more beautiful than you know, the teen book and Pretty from the Inside Out. I wrote for girls a whole series, three gen—you know, three generations. Um, and your latest the, book is Twenty One Myths Even Good Girls Believe About Sex.
0: So that yeah. all of those. Books you've just poured your heart into, and we're going to find out more uh, when we go to your website, which is you are more. That's the letter U, the letter R, and then the word more.org, you are org. So, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Please share your favorite scripture or one of many favorite scriptures with us. And won't you close with uh, a prayer? What is God laying on your heart?
2: Well, one of my favorite scriptures is where it says that the Lord does not look at the things that man looks at; that He looks, that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord sees the heart. And you know, First Peter three three says that it's the hidden beauty of the heart and it that uh, is a woman's power. And so I just want to close in prayer and just pray for anyone out there that's been listening today um, to discover that hidden beauty of the heart, that inner power that gives us peace in the storms and it gives us hope in the future. And it gives us a central anchor for our souls is Jesus. And I just, wherever you are at in your journey, um, you can always get out and walk on water, you know, with the Lord. And I've been walking on water with the Lord for 20 years, you know, just following his voice. And it's been the most awesome adventure of my life. It's taken me to to places that I never dreamed I would love, like prison cells and overrun impoverished public schools. And I've been able to do so much with, um, the life that God's given me, and I just pray that you find the same, that you find His dreams for your life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Jennifer, you have been such a blessing to be with us today on Bible Chicks. Thank you for sharing your heart for the truths from God's Word. You are such a precious sister in the Lord.
2: All right, thank you Carol. It's been super fun. You go. You go, girl. Okay. And you too. You too. You go, girl too. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we will. God bless. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.
0: You know, I love the Sierra Nevada mountains. They're just gorgeous and I spend have had the privilege over the years of spending some wonderful time up there. And you know, at night we have a chance to see that full expanse of the gorgeous stars that are like glitter. You know, it's so attractive. And, and people even put their faith in stars. But you know, I met the bright and shining morning star, the Son of God, the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ. And when I met Him, my life changed from frustration to fulfillment.
3: Angel came to proclaim, He's the Son of the Most High. He's the light in the darkest night. He's the star on which to rely.
0: met the bright and shining morning star? He is the healer. Do you need healing and his power in your life today? Meet Jesus. He's waiting with open arms to embrace you. Won't you say yes to him? Won't you seat him on the throne of your heart and make him Lord of your life today? God bless you. Make sure to invite your friends to listen to Bible Chicks. You can hear Jennifer's story and all our wonderful guests anytime at BibleChicks.com. Also on Facebook, visit Bible Chicks with Carol and like us there. If you're planning a special event at your church or conference, remember to check out my music and keynotes at BibleChicks.com. I'm Carol Brewer, your host, thanking you for tuning in to our broadcast. And please always remember that the Bible tells us, in Him we live and move. And have our being. God bless you and have a wonderful
1: day. Reading, believing, living is word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing. Don't you know we Bible chicks?